Welcome to Save Par Golf Podcast, where two average golfers talk about golf and things. I'm your host, Derek. Dominic. This episode is 29, and we have a special guest on today, Mulligans and Hackers. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. By the way. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate you guys reaching out. Yeah, we, we love the name. I want to try to figure out who's Mulligans and who's Hackers, and how did that get established? Well, uh, that's um, <laughs> that, that encompasses the entire group that we have. That, that's uh, that's we, why I we love have a it. bunch of friends. We have a bunch of friends that golf, and none of us are even close to being uh, scratch golfers. No, not even close. We're probably at best. I would say the best of us are probably fourteen, fifteen handicap. Well, I think you got down there somewhere around there this year, right, Case Chris? Yeah, that's I kind of finished around that 14.7 or something handicap, which was pretty good considering how how my season went, but still lots of room for improvement. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I I um I was up I, I don't play, I didn't play nearly as much this past year, but I got down to like a 9.6. But for the most part, I I was right around the the 10 to 12 range. Um, but uh I uh this this past year I played pretty well for the amount of rounds I actually played. Um, Dom and I, we know when we go, we we just have a good time. That's we don't really, uh, we're not there to beat each other up. It's all about just having a good time and hope for the Boy, best. Cause that's kind of how- same thing for us and our group. Um, we traveled around to different golf courses with a whole bunch of uh, our crew and uh, you know, golf courses within an hour hour and a half of, of where we live. So, you know, we roll up on these little diamond diamond in the rough golf courses with like a dozen guys or nine guys and just go play around. Right. Do you, so do you guys, um, you guys have this inaugural season or uh, is it a league? Is that what you guys have? Yeah. So, so I guess back in 2021, uh, me and Chris, because of everything that's going on, I think uh, that was the first year I actually bought a punch card to go play golf because we didn't never really play golf before. Me and Chris were into other things. We coached hockey together and and uh, we kind of moved on. I moved on from that. And um, so in, in 2021, we played a fair bit of golf. Uh, I got hurt, developed tendonitis towards the end of the year. So I missed the last two months of that golfing season. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> But I think I got like I got about 20 rounds in that year. Chris, how many did you get in that year? Oh, I think I played 80 or 85 that year. In 20, in 2021? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For you. I, like, I played like suck. 20. Yeah, I know. It sucked because when you with you being injured, I just had to golf with random people all the time because I didn't have anybody to golf with. <laughs> so, so when we went into that, that off season, the, you know, our six months of winter here that we have in Southern Alberta, um, I won't be ashamed to say I, depression hit a little bit and you know I, I gained a lot of weight got up to around 300 pounds and uh being who i am practically i'm like okay alvin you need really need to take control of this so then i started rolling around i we really i really enjoyed playing golf with chris so i started bouncing around in my head that hey maybe we should just start a league with our buddies because a couple of our buddies had memberships at courses around town and so i was like well, what could we do like get our buddies together, have a FedEx cup style league, you know, play for the entire season, you know, and, and do points and have standings. And, you know, and then I was like, well, we then we should put it on social media. Let's put the standings. And, and so that's where the social media part of Mulligans and Hackers came. And then I, I approached Chris and another one of my friends and, and kind of just ran the idea by him of, Hey, would you be inter- interested in this? And Chris, you want to talk and say what happened when I came to you with the idea? Yeah, we were, uh, 
I mean, we both love to golf lots. And I mean, that's pretty apparent. Like Alvin said, he likes to golf with me. I like to golf with him. Um, and we are both pretty competitive. We got our group of friends who are fairly competitive and I mean, we're out there golfing anyways. So when Alvin had approached me about the idea about potentially doing a podcast, um, and our mulligans and hackers kind of tour that we set up, um, I jumped, uh, jumped on the idea. I loved it. Um, it's kind of sweet because, you know, depending on how many guys are around, we had anywhere from, you know, six to, I think at our peak, we had like 13 or 14 guys at, at some of the events. Um, we got memberships this past year at our home course of Cottonwood Cooley, which is a nice little executive course. It's not, not crazy long, but it's more technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of fit everybody's, it, it kind of fit everybody in depending, you know, it didn't, didn't matter where your game was at. You had a chance to kind of finish on the top one day or, or finish lower, depending on how you were playing. Um, so it was exciting. I mean, we jumped on it. We kind of, you know, fired up, uh, our podcast and kind of learned as it learned as we went. Um, we just started talking about how our season was going to go, made a tour schedule. Um, and I mean, it took off way faster than I think either of us thought it was going to take off. It's uh yeah, it's pretty, it's so cool. That's what we love about like golf in general, right? I know you're talking about like the depression and things like that. And I think that's part of the, the beauty of the game is that you can go play golf and it's just, it's a great way to clear your head. You're really only thinking about that shot and you kind of just lose focus on everything else. Um, and it's also one of those reasons why I think so many people keep coming back to golf. Cause it's, you know, you could shoot your best round that one day, like you said, and then, uh, the next day you go out and absolutely finish last. And that's it's a very humbling sport. Absolutely. But it's, it's as, crazy. As if you, if you looked at our stats, as we go through the, through the year, the last six weeks of the season, my game absolutely tanked. Just and when I say tanked, I mean a severe <laughs> case of the yips where I couldn't even get off the tee box. And that's why that clown over there took over first place and actually won the tournaments because <laughs> I played so poorly. Well, congrats, congrats, Chris, on the on, on winning that. I, I was going to ask you: Do you are you guys looking to continue to like grow this league? Is this is this like for like anyone, or is it mainly just kind of like your buddies right now? Or are you, is that yeah, something you're we, trying to do on your Instagram? We have the for us and who we want to play golf with. We're pretty particular about who we. Who, you know, you have to have the right personality to come yeah. in. As Chris can tell you, and some of our friends can tell you, you know, sometimes I'm not the easiest guy to approach, right? If if I don't know you, True. which is why my family say, well, Alvin, this is kind of really outside of your territory, uh, <laughs> doing podcasts and talking to people that you don't know. And I'm like, well, I mean, here we are. We're 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 learning, right? And we're growing, and and um, so we're going to add a few more people this year so that we can get a more consistent you know, nine to 12 guys playing every day. Like every time we have a tour date, we'll say, right. So that, and then again, that just adds the element of, you know, some guy having a really good day, some guy having a really bad day. And and we do the FedEx cup point style, which again, throughout the season balances where we are as golfers. Like I said, I really tanked towards the end. So that dropped me out of first place and moved Chris into first place because his game went the exact opposite. When you're playing 80 rounds, it kind of helps, I guess, right? Well, that's the thing. So I played 80, <laughs> I personally played 85 rounds this past season on sure. top of like adding in our Mulligans and Hackers game, 85 rounds. Well, I haven't played 85 rounds of golf in my entire life. Yeah. So, were you were you saying that before 2021 that you were you didn't really play much golf? You no, we played, a, we played a little bit in 2019, really? right, Chris? Yeah, we played like a little bit. I mean, I kind of 
I've, I've picked up clubs in, in the past over the years, and it would be like a couple of rounds a year. I go with my buddies. So I, I mean, I pick up a club and I really had no clue what the hell I was doing. It yeah, was just out there having a, a good yeah. time. Right. Yep. And then in 2018, we started going and we started going and hanging out at the par three a little bit more. I mean, we thought it was kind of more our speed. Cause that's kind of, everybody could go down there. You can pound out around a nine or 18 and like you do nine in less than an hour or 18. None of us knew hours, they hit a driver. Right? So yeah, the par three yeah. is great. <laughs> And then neither can I. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, it escalated from there. Like Alvin had said, you know, he got injured and we, we were playing a lot of golf. He got injured and I just kept playing. And then this year he played more golf than he's ever played. And I played more golf than I ever played. Like I was up at, I think I finished at 115 rounds this year. And, uh, I mean, if I'm not playing on the Mulligans and Hackers tour, um, I got, my family, my dad lives in Calgary. So anytime I'm there with my brother and my dad and my cousin, we're hitting like every golf course that we can, that we, that we want to play and that we can afford. So, um, it was my goal to play as many courses as I could. I think I got up to 17 different courses this year, which was kind of awesome. cool. Yeah. Are there, are there a lot of courses like in your, in, in your like area, as far as like quality, I like from like, do, yeah. Cause so when I started looking at like where we were going to go out of our town, out of town to do tour dates with our, with our crews and stuff, I, I just put up the Google map golf, right. And you start looking at course as well within an hour and a half of medicine hat. I just stopped at 42. Really? So oh, wow. I, was, we have- I was like, I was like, okay, well, we got a lot of golf to play and a lot of trips to make to get yeah, in exactly. like, to get half of these courses in. Right. So and we have six around Medicine Hat alone. Like there's yeah. one, there, there's Redcliffe, there's our home course of Cottonwood, there's Medicine Hat Golf and Country, there's the Par Three, there's Desert Bloom. Um, what's up? Cannot. Yeah, and cannot. And, and I mean, all those ones are like literally like a five, 10 minute drive from our house, from our doorstep. So, I mean, they, we kind of live in, I guess, Medicine Hat's kind of a retirement community in that way, which is kind of nice if you like golf, because you have so many different options available to you depending on what you want to play, right? Yeah, just outside of town is Redcliffe, like basically like 10 minutes away is Redcliffe is another course, right? Yeah. Do you have like a uh, specific or a certain course that you guys are using for these points or can you play any course and you well, just basically like keep tally of uh, like your stats? We, how, how does that we do, work? We, we, do, we did a schedule last year and we, we in Cottonwood is our home course. So that's where we play the most dates at is at that course. Cause that course fits a lot of our game. Right. But then we, we wanted to take guys and go and travel with guys and go out of town, you know, not weekend trips or, or just day trips. So inside of an hour, hour and a half outside of town, there's a lot of courses. Right. So we picked four to go visit on the tour. Right. Yep. We'll say, and uh, you know, again, we got good turnouts on when we went, when we went and left town, we got good turnouts, you know, and, we're bringing a lot of rolling hills was our best turnout of the, of the year. Right. Like that was our first out of town. That's a little hidden gem. That's like in the middle of nowhere. Literally. And, and it's a nine hole course. You go play it twice, play the nine holes twice. And, and you know, that's a tour date. Right. And then whoever wins gets a thousand points for first place. And however many people are in that event that day, it just cycles down a thousand, nine hundred, eight hundred, seven hundred. So Chris, so what did you, so what was the, uh, the, the, the main prize then for, for winning uh the main prize ended up being um we basically came up with the idea like the masters has a jacket so yep. we kind of figured out a jacket um and we got uh the crest put on it 
so the winner got the jacket and uh our version of the uh the championship trophy which i'll show you here yeah oh yeah okay yeah never mind i gotta, I gotta, I gotta see, see the trophy this. do you guys follow uh the pioneer six at all no not really this uh, what you're doing is very reminiscent of what they do they do like a basically like a week-long guys trip where they play all these different courses and winner gets a jacket and a trophy and so oh, it's not fun. a full season but yeah. it's like a guys trip that they do every year it's, right right so they kind of do that so that's the trophy oh, very cool this is a trophy um got it picked out and ha- had it on there i know it killed alvin to uh to give it to me we had a we had a two- <sighs> so basically it hurts, the week- <laughs> it hurts me seeing you hold it, it so really is, this a, is this a traveling trophy then is this will this make its way somewhere else or are you guys going to get another one for this this coming year uh, uh, the, tro- I- the trophy will travel with, yeah. the, with, with the winner the jacket so next season we'll have another jacket that the winner will win which is probably yeah. going to be me so uh, uh, yeah. love, love the confidence you, you I'll, all I'll probably get it sized uh, for me um are you so, already getting it sized up right now as you speak you're actually yeah, well you know we're, we're i'm lo- i'm looking at a nice because we, we call it the gray jacket so it will be another gray jacket and uh yeah i'll get it sized for me because i'm pretty confident i'm gonna dominate this season we had one more award is uh one more as well, where we, oh, we, we held the purple yeah. sombrero, yeah. Um, which was for the out of town points. So like when we went to Rolling Hills, um, we went to Burstall, which was in Saskatchewan. We went to Cypress Hills, uh, just inside of Saskatchewan. And we even put uh, Medicine at Golf and Country Club on there. So those five dates, the points we that went to Bull earned, Island as well. Oh, yes. In Bow Island. That's correct. Uh, so those six dates, the points that you earned on those dates were we had a separate leaderboard where depending on how you finished there, um, you could compete for the uh, the purple sombrero, we called it. Um, so we had the purple sombrero. Um, unfortunately for Alvin, I won that one, too. Um, <laughs> it's rubbing it. It's a clean sweep. Yes, it was a clean sweep. It was a clean sweep because I played so poorly down the stretch. You got yeah. injured. You got injured, you know? No, that was yeah. the year before. No, that's true. That's, that's true. And then what, was there anything else that we had, or was it? Yeah, we had for, the award for uh, most wins. Oh yeah, the the awards for most wins on tour. That's right. We had. We, I was actually in um, Value Village the one day, and there's just just this little golfer guy trophy, and I'm like, that's sweet. I was like, we'll use that for something. So I just picked it up when I was around the one day, and we figured out we gave it out for most wins uh, on tour. Uh, most two. We don't need wins. to know so who won that one. I, I won that one too. Um, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> so, uh, so we, your, are you sitting in your trophy room right now? You got all your trophies. <laughs> well, they're, they're kind of over my right shoulder over there. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, the trophies, um, the trophies that we have for all these things, I'll travel with the guys that win. Yeah. But the jacket, every time we have a season, we'll have a jacket that we give a give a guy that he can take home. Yeah. And just like the way we did it this year is so we accumulated points all year, like the FedEx cup style. And then going into our championship tournament, we had a two day championship tournament and everybody had an opportunity to win. So if you had um, like, because I finished first, I think I got five mulligans to use over those two days if I wanted. Yeah. Five or six, whatever it was. I can't remember. Um, So, so Finishing in the regular season enabled you to have more mulligans in the championship if you wanted to use them. If you didn't use them, you lost them. They didn't count for anything. Okay. So um, kinda, that kinda way, it kind of gave, yeah, it kind of gave everybody an opportunity to still win that championship at the end of the year, um, and also played into our mulligans and hackers' name, which was kind of cool. Um, and then, yeah, we had a two-day cumulative total tournament, um, which. Yeah, it was super windy the first day. I think Alvin and I actually ended up tied. I think we were in second behind behind Chris M, right? 
Yep. Yeah. You and I were tied. We, we shot like 86 or something, which for us on Cottonwood is not really a great score. Um, it, it's an executive course. So the Cottonwood, the, the course we play. That was 20 it's over. A, it's a yeah. par 66. Okay. So it yeah. only has one par five. Yeah. yeah. So we were 20 over there. We didn't play great that day. And then uh, it was really windy. And then it was prime scoring conditions on the Sunday. And me, you and Chris were in the final grouping. Yep. And uh, he kind of fell apart in the front. And I hold out for birdie on seven. That was the last hole I needed the birdie on that course to for me to uh, have at least one birdie on every hole. And it was just from then on out, it was that was my day, I guess. Sometimes it just rolls like that, though. It's just just how it works, you know. That's what it was saying. tough. It was tough to watch. It was tough to be in the <laughs> final group watching it as it as it was slipping away, and you know you couldn't even fingernail grip it. It was just slipping away, and but so that's why we played in the and truthfully, I mean, you play an entire season of golf with your buddies and you work your way down to a championship weekend. And I mean, the feedback we got from our friends that participated in this has been nothing but exemplary. So we how are, many guys, how many guys had wins on their album? It wasn't like five or six of us had yeah, five, five or six of us had, had at least one win. Yeah. So how, how many guys are on, on this, in this season, this inaugural season? So uh, we had about a half a dozen guys that played a lot of uh of the events out of town and at conwood and but it, i think we had like 14 or 15 guys that played at least one event yes yeah know? like our um so for our out of town at rolling hills we had like 14 or 15 guys for our tour championship i think we had 13 or 14 guys made it out to play in that one so i mean the guys are coming out for the big big tournaments um and then those of us that were kind of diehards are you know are around we're playing and, all the time anyways yeah yes. and i mean we all work in similar in a similar industries right so we're kind of you know we're always talking to each other throughout the day or, or whatever we're doing. And we're just meeting up and playing some golf. And so you the know, trash talk is, is also not only on the course, but off the course. Kind of oh saying. yeah. There's lots of smack talk throughout <laughs> yeah. the day for sure. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. boy. Yeah. And it gets a little out of hand. <laughs> I, bet. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Alvin learned his lesson when he started smack talking before they, we got <laughs> to the course and that kind of backfired on him. So <laughs> do you guys got to do it though? Yeah, You gotta, I mean, you, gotta talk <laughs> yeah. you know, you're out there with your buddies. That's like half the fun, but yeah, there's I, always like a couple of people that push it too far. Oh yeah. Well, but again, we we're, we're we're so we know each other so well that it really doesn't matter. Like, yeah, we could say anything we want to someone else, and they just look at you and shake their head, right? It's it's, it's a really it's a good group of guys that we have, and it's just getting you know not everybody knows everybody in our crew, so you know you get random groups. You're hooking up with new people, and uh, you know that's part of it as well, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys? Is it um, as far as? Uh, like when COVID kicked in here and it started so many other people, we are like, we're in Minnesota and we already have, they say what most golfers per capita, I think here in, in the United States. So we have a lot of golfers, which is obviously a, an awesome thing. Um, but there is a lot of issues as far as like slow, like pace of slow play and things like that. Do you guys have any of those kind of issues of like having like, you know, you get up to the first tee and there's already like three carts that haven't even teed off yet. Do you guys have any of those issues at all where you're playing? Once in a blue moon, but yeah. I mean, with so many courses around town, it, it, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie though. When COVID hit, like it seemed like everybody and their dog was playing golf. They're like, because everyone wanted to get out and do something. Right. So we yep. did notice that and playing down at Cottonwood with it being an executive course. And it's one of those ones, uh, one of the two courses around here that does the youth on course. 
Um, so, so depending on the time of day you go, you can see more youth out there, but that's good. Cause that's, that's going to foster the growth of the sport. Absolutely. Didn't typically affect us. Cause I mean, we would usually tee off in earlier in the mornings or later in the evenings. Um, so, I mean, playing at Cottonwood, we could usually pound out 18 and anywhere from like two forty-five to like three and a half on an, on a, on a oh, day that was dragging a little bit. So, I mean, we did, we're lucky. We, we don't have that much of an issue here with that. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Cause you, you, you know, like I said, you kind of want, you want to grow the game and it's awesome to see other people, you know, new people picking up clubs and playing. Cause we, we've seen that a lot here too. Um, and I think for the most part, um, like you said, if you get out early enough, it's always a, like the, I don't want to say like the veteran golfers, but like those tea times that you call, you get early morning, those guys are just, you know, get in, get out get yep. on their way. It's the, the afternoon or like the, you know, after work, so to speak, that's where like some of those people, you know, show up and, but we, we play, um, there's a, a local, um, par three course right down the road from, from here. And we try to get out at least once a week, mm. once every other week. And it's just a short par three course. So, I mean, I think the longest hole is like, like one, there's that one that's uphill. uphill. It's like 190 yeah. probably plays about 200, but for the most part, it's like 140 to like 160, and it's so just it's a just great. Like yeah, it's just a great way to uh, um, just go out, swing, you yeah. know, hit some balls. Yep, and just have a good time. And yeah, I mean, there are times where we go and it's super busy, but it's also like a pretty popular yeah. place in general. Yeah. Um, but just to go out, you know, we'll go out and like just like running shorts and a shirt because it's a part three course. Just go out, swing yeah. it, push around the cart, whatever. Do you, yeah, I was gonna ask, do you guys? Do you guys take a cart or do you guys just use like a push cart and just walk? We usually drive carts. Yeah, yeah we usually drive carts. We have, we have a bunch of guys that kind of aren't super big on walking. Like, I mean, typically if I go to Calgary with my dad and my brother and whatnot, we'll, we often walk. Um, I, I mean, some of those courses, it's the middle of the summer. It's nice to walk. Like this summer I went out to, uh, I went out to Canmore, played bear's paw for the first time ever. And then I played, uh, cause we, my wife and I, and a couple of friends, we go to Kananaskis every summer. And, uh, so then we played uh, the Kananaskis golf course. Uh, this time we played Mount Mount kid and, uh, out there, I mean, you're playing golf, but at the same time, it's the views are amazing. So you, so you don't mind walking if you can, sure. uh, bear's paw. We didn't walk because I mean, if we would have walked that it's, it's craziness. Cause there's so many elevation changes up and down. So you have to take a car. I, I, I'm yeah. with you. Like, I, I like the, like, I like to walk, but I'm also that pace of play. I like to just get in my cart and go. It just, yeah. And it, and it if we're playing like on a tour day, like when we have like nine, 12 guys playing, right. You want to be able to get, get up to your ball, hit your second shot so the group behind you can tee off on on time right so exactly yeah, not everybody's going to hit the fairway not everybody's going to be you know putting out shots where you can just walk from point a to point b right yeah in a perfect world obviously that's what we're doing right trying to keep the short grass and get it on the green hopefully yeah yeah that's the plan that's what we try for anyway. yeah exactly so so you two are basically like the founders of mulligans and hackers correct you guys kind of was it started yeah we're the two that uh we did have another guy that was in for a while but he was a younger guy um traveled a lot so it really wasn't for him so sure we we we, we appreciate the effort that he put in but uh you know when it comes to the social media the podcast organizing the league you're looking at the two guys that do it gotcha um so what's your what's your uh like golf season look like being with like so like here we're in minnesota same thing dealt with a lot of cold weather the, the winter sticks around for months um hopefully we try to get out by Late March, probably <laughs> April really is kind of where we start to, I mean, it's still really wet, but 
everyone gets really antsy and is, is, is starting to play about April. How about you guys with, the, with like the weather? Is that a bad We issue? started our mulligans and hacker season on May 1st, correct? Yeah, last year we started in May. Um, and then uh, this coming year, I would expect looking at the weather forecast, um, like we were, I was kind of saying earlier, the par three will probably open up. If the weather stays good, it'll open up usually three to four weeks before any of the other big courses will. Um, like I know our home course at Cottonwood has two simulators up right now inside for everybody to go play if they want. They're going to leave one up for an extra month or two. Um, and I saw on a, the manager, Mac, the other day, he was saying they're probably not going to open up until uh, April or sorry, March, March, March 1st. Do you, do you guys or, hit any simulators or anything like that in the off season? We, I, we, yeah. both, we hit Cottonwood once and uh, we actually have teeth. There's a new simulator just opened up here. Uh, Studio four. It's got a whole bunch of simulators and it's kind of like a bar simulator type sure. thing. Yep. I think we're hitting that tomorrow at two o'clock for a couple hours to give that a try. Nice. Do you guys have any top golfs or anything like that where you're like hitting outdoor or we like, it's like, we don't a- have a top golf. Um, we it, funny you should ask that because our par three is just currently working on a top tracer range. Um, which which should be, should be ready to go here. I think in the next couple of weeks is kind of what they were, uh, looking at. Um, and basically there's golf, um, they've partnered with golf futures, uh, which has a range in uh, Calgary, same type of thing. Um, so they got top tracer technology on there. And so basically you can play games or you can hit your balls and get your information. Last year we went to, was it one of the Lethbridge courses to get all our numbers, Alvin? Eagle. Or Pine Ridge, Pine Ridge. Ridge. That's the one. Yeah. And, uh, anyways, we went there and, you know, we used their, um, their top tracer range and it was kind of nice because, you know, it gave us all our numbers going into the season and then, uh, we were able to use it that way. So our, yeah, our par three's kind of done that, which is nice. Um, Interesting. So is it, it's, it's like an outdoor driving range, but it has, yeah, it's it's outdoor, but it's heated. It's heated, but it's outdoor. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Just Um, like a top golf. Yeah. 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 Just like top golf. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't have any top or top golf stuff here. So, I mean, everybody always talks about them, but yeah, Yeah, we only have one here. here. Yeah. It's kind of a growing thing. It's been all over the West coast and down. I think they actually originated down in Texas, but um, we have one not too far from us and it's a good time. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cool atmosphere for somebody that doesn't even really like to golf. Right. The bar scene, the music, and it's just, uh, it's a great, yeah, good food. So it's a good time. It has like three tiers. So, uh, it's three different levels. And again, it's, it's a, it's a cool, cool, uh, uh, it's a different option for us, you know, for for people that have, uh, uh, an off season, because, you know, we've talked to so many people on some of the other podcasts where really they, they, uh, golf all year round they don't really know what winter golf's yeah, i wish about. yeah that's exactly what i said uh well again we follow so many people now on on instagram and and you know i see everybody posts that they're playing golf today and i'm looking outside and it's minus 20 and <laughs> right. put a snow on the ground and i'm like i don't know if i can follow these people anymore because i don't know if i really want to see this stuff right? exactly it's like the only golfing i can do right now is like is simulator or put on like playstation or like something yeah, or, play yeah. some 2k but other than that that's really yeah I mean, we're in the same i'm not i'm not i'm not a huge fan of the simulator but just to go and swing the clubs is just it, it stay loose know, at least that's at least that's something right exactly better than nothing i i agree 100 um so you guys big uh like what else do you guys do 
like in the winter or anything like that? You guys like hockey or other sports that you guys follow besides golf? Go ahead, Chris. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a busy guy. Like I'm, I, uh, I coach volleyball. I watch a lot of hockey. I've always been a hockey fan. I mean, um, but I mean, volleyball is really my, my one, my one true love, I guess that's what brought me down to medicine had I played volleyball on a scholarship. Oh, very so cool. I, I coach a lot of uh, youth club volleyball, which takes up usually anywhere from three to five days a week and typically my weekends. Um, and then just working. I mean, I watch a lot. Ho- hockey's huge here, obviously. I mean, we're in Canada, right? We mm-hmm. all, we basically, since we were babies, we we're spoon fed hockey. So um, the women got the world, they got the gold the other day. Yeah, we, uh, we, we took care of the Americans. Yeah, yeah, I, I did yeah. stay up and watch that one. I don't think Alvin did, but I, uh, I, I stayed up and watched <laughs> and it. Looks, it, it was a pretty dominant game from, it was. The, from the Canadians. I mean, the Americans got a lucky goal in the second. And then, I mean, really the three, two score was not indicative of how the game was played, but when those two, when those two teams go to play each other, it's always a good battle. That really is. They're so far ahead of everybody else in, uh, in women's hockey. So. Uh, do you guys, do you guys follow like the PGA tour quite a bit? Are you guys big on watching the golf? Yeah, We got into that since we started this golf thing that we, I watch it a lot. Like, so we have started to pay attention the last couple of years, which is, which is cool. And, um, I really like the LPGA and not for the misogynist reasons you would think. (laughs) I just think the LPGA is, is, is as entertaining as the PGA, but I look at the at the ladies and what they're competing for and trying to get that airtime and get that get yep. that exposure, right? Yep. Where the men is just kind of well, they, we already know who those top guys are, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think uh um you could probably agree with me on this, but when I started really getting into golf, like it's it's almost becomes like obsessive. Like you get yeah, so far. Yeah, so I'm watching the champions tour. I'm watching the LPGA. I'm yeah. watching the PGA. Right now, you know, it's taking like, notes. No, you're it's... watching the corn fairy tour, right? It's like, wow, these guys are up and coming, right? And no, there's no notes because there is zero chance that I will ever have a swing as smooth <laughs> as any of these people that play pro golf, dude. I, I will say the uh I, I definitely think the LPGA is trending in the right direction. I think they're I agree. more uh I agree. Exposure. Um you know, and their swings are just like flawless. I mean, it's like so smooth like butter. I mean, yeah. I, I watch him and I go, there's zero chance I'll ever get that hip rotation through. It's yeah, zero effortless. chance. It's just never going yeah. to happen. I, I again, do. So for like, for like our crew, Chris, myself, like we've never taken golf lessons. We've just picked up clubs and went and started swinging. Right. So, you know, every time, like I watched a bunch of videos on hitting a driver, because if we were doing this season, I kind of had to figure that out. Right. So you're watching like, you know, all, you know, you know, the guys that are on YouTube doing the, doing. So, so for the first, again, three quarters of the season, I was, they called me the fairway finder because I was hitting that, hitting the fairway every time. And then I kind of lost it. But if you don't have that lesson background, boy, is it ever hard to get that back? Oh my. It's even, it's even worse if you're a cross-handed golfer like I am. Yeah. So Chris cross-handed. Yeah. He plays cross-handed. Yeah. So are you right-handed? Uh, I'm predominantly right-handed. Yes. Uh, I'm ambidextrous. Uh, like I, I do a lot of things with my left hand, but I golf right-handed with a left-handed grip. 
crazy what's uh, it, it, it is quite it is so quite entertaining to watch and i will i fully admit like we have some videos out on our instagram and like i've never seen myself swing and then you watch a video of me swinging and i'm like man that looks like uh, just a train wreck i called it a seizure oh yeah i mean i can hit the ball pretty far for for a guy that's hitting cross-handed i guess but there, yeah a, yeah he does hit the ball a long way for a cross-handed guy but man does that swing look like he's having <laughs> like you said you know everyone swings a little bit different and if you're comfortable with it then obviously and it works um there yeah, was we're, a, not out, we're not out there trying to get to scratch golf you know what i mean we're out there we're 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 having a lot of fun with each other and and you know this upcoming this upcoming season um, we're looking just to do the same thing. We're going to pick up maybe a few different courses to go to for tour dates. Um, we're going to add our first major to our, to our tour, which is there going to go. be at Cottonwood, which will be like our championship, the two day cumulative, but it's going to be worth double the points. So okay. if you play in the championship, you can really, if you're lower in the standings, you can really bump yourself up. If you, if you play well for that, um, and we're just going to do the same thing. We're going to go and play a season of golf. We're going to do a lot more. Hopefully, we're going to do a lot more content, uh, YouTube content, Instagram content, you know, uh, Twitter content, just of us out playing around. We 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 kind of recruited a guy to come and do some video for us when we have our tour dates, just to kind of get some video of us so that when we're done, we can go and do a little minute, minute 30 type second thing video of how the day went, who, who finished first and keep people updated on the scores because they're, you know, and it really blows my mind that people were actually interested in what we were doing this summer. Because again, we're just guys. We don't know what we're doing. We don't have a clue what we're doing. But it's just it's just regular guys playing golf. So the the concept that we have of of this season type stuff, anyone can do it. If you've got a you know three or four guys, play your season, man. You know, mm-hmm. pick your days to say, okay, like we're going to play for points today, and, and yeah. just do your season. And it just if you've got guys, even if you use handicaps, right? Even if you have a scratch golfer and you got an 18 handicap guy, use the handicap system and, and do your points. Cause if that guy has a good day and the scratch golfer has a bad day, you can catch him, right? It just, you know, it's it's for everybody, right? Right. Chris, when you show up to the uh opening tee shot, are you gonna be driving up in your uh your your jacket and your trophy and to keep it in the back of the uh, golf cart just to kind of well, I, I don't flex know. I, I've been kind of toying with that idea. I gotta gotta get inside Alvin's head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, flex a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, you had best get to the tee box really quick because I will run you over with the golf. <laughs> he, he, the running joke is is that uh, he'll be damned if he has to put the jacket back on me this year. So he, so, he told me he'd run me over in the parking lot. So, so the, the the idea was that the the winner of the previous season, like the Masters, will put the jacket on the new winner. Sure. So. Because me and Chris um, are kind of like the two heads of this whole thing, he won, so it was my obligation to put the jacket on him. Now, next season, if we don't have somebody that wins differently, if Chris wins again, it's my obligation to put the jacket on him again. <laughs> so I'm hoping, even if it's not me, somebody, somebody else, else so that he can put the jacket on them somebody. and I can just sit and watch and say, ha-ha, you didn't win this year. <laughs> right? I love it. Um I, I will say, have you guys, do you guys follow, have you seen, I think it's Snappy Gilmore. We were, I wanted to bounce back because you were just talking about the swing. Have you seen that guy? He's the oh, one that swings with yes. those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy is, is unreal. That is out of this world. It is. I don't it even is. know how he makes contact with the ball the way he swings the way he does. It's crazy. 
So I know. He tries so hard to get up there and set up and 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 just at least hit it in a in a cone shaped arc out into the fairway, and this guy's lacing it with one hand. Yeah, my favorite one is there's a guy who is like, oh, it's because you're hitting it with the tailor made that's going so far, so that he pulls out like a wooden club, like an oh, old yeah, one. Oh yeah, seen that one. I saw that one too. And I was just say it, I did see that one too, and he absolutely cranked that. There's a lot of there's a lot of haters talking about, it. and they're like, well, let's see what he can do on the course. And he he did a couple of those videos where he literally followed. It's like if you can do yeah, that, you it's can. The social media world, guys, it's just yeah. content. It yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right? So yep. you know. And it got him. Hey, it got him to the uh, WM Waste Manager. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, doing so, all that stuff. So good you know, for him. Content guys, and again, we haven't luckily run into the haters yet. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, we're just on Twitter. I'm waiting for the Twitter mob to, you yeah. know, attack. You know, <laughs> the shark attack type thing. But, but again, guys, we're out there having fun, and and you know, that's all that matters. Even reaching out and talking to guys like you. I mean, who would have ever thought that last year? I mean, we're still not even a year into this whole endeavor and we're here talking to you guys we like we had you know mac from one of canada's biggest uh pod golf podcasts he was our first guest you know he just said alvin we really like what you're doing i was like well you should be our guinea pig and come on and be our first guest (laughs) done right and then so a a golf glove company reached out to us and i seen uh, that yeah listen to that yeah yeah right and that one and carrie came out and said guys if you ever want to talk and i was like yes i want to talk of course i do right so, you know, a year ago, there's zero chance that I thought we would ever be doing stuff like this because it's just two guys who really don't know a lot about golf. But it's a, golf it's, stuff. A, it's a fun thing, though, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's but I, golf, like for my for me at my age right now, like I'm closer to 50 than I am to 45. But I'll be playing golf until I'm like 70, 75, until I can't anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. We're done with the contact sport. Right. I don't play hockey anymore. I used to be a goalie. Yeah. You know what? The knees took their abuse yeah. right so i'm not going to be doing this stuff anymore so golf is going to be like whether we do mulligans and hackers podcast or we do mulligans and hackers league stuff for however long sure. but golf is still going to be something that me chris and our friends are going to be playing until we're retired right so barring injury or or you know health wise you know what i mean and that's the beauty of it you know you can play when you're five you can play when you're 95 right you know, just i like, just watched i just watched a 103 year old guy take a swing with a golf club and i'm yeah. like yeah you bet yes you that's go. where i want to be that's not a- that i'm going to make it to 103 no never know but boy i'm going to be there right <laughs> that's, that's right that's, that's i mean it's exactly the beauty of it right it's like yeah. anybody can play it's for everybody yeah there are people that are going to say they want to grow the game and then they're going to hate on everybody else or doing their own thing and that's not really helping anybody and anything right growing the game is about just you know stepping in the tee box exactly it's about just going and playing this game because this game can be played by anybody because in you know we all see the swings that are out there it doesn't matter if you've got a good swing or a bad swing you can go play this game absolutely I, uh, i'll ask one last question before you guys uh actually played golf and i didn't really follow it too much but i feel like so many people that really don't actually play the game of golf they think that it's very easy <laughs> and it's it's because if you th- if you think about it, it's I mean, a, such an easy concept, right? You're going to go put the ball in. You're just going to hit the ball straight. Yeah. The ball is sitting still. I mean, it's laying there and you just have to hit it. So I think like, there's that like perception that so many people that like watch it on TV, it just looks effortless. You know, it's like, it looks, makes it look really oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah, but, smooth like butter. Yeah. Until, and then, and exactly. And until you actually physically get up and line yourself up and try to hit a ball, it, it's, it's probably the hardest sport. 
Well, this is what I tell people when they say opinion. like, oh, you guys are playing and you're like, you you know, you fished a day at plus 22. It's like, man, golf's hard. It is. <laughs> exactly. Very hard. Yeah. What do you um, think? Every day is different. Every day is different. Uh, we, yeah. I mean, you guys touched on that at the beginning, right? Like there was, um, I think Alvin had the best round of the year and you were, plus, you were what, like 69 or 70 or something. Plus you, five. you were like, yeah, with plus what? Plus five. Plus five. Yeah. You were plus five. And then like the next, after that, it was just, it was a complete opposite direction. It was a nightmare. So the par 66 cottonwood that we play, even when I didn't play golf and I played that course probably about, you know, half a dozen times in 20 years. Right. Uh, I never shot a hundred there, but after my plus five, I shot a hundred at the par 66. Yeah, and you you know it's hard. It is, it is. That's it. But that's what keeps us it brings us back because there's always that one shot or you know. Well, so yeah, on that point, I don't mean to interrupt, but on that point, I had two eagles this year. Good for you. That's awesome. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was crazy. You had the one on the whole eight. eight, Yeah. And then oh, and then whole seven, uh six. Six. Yeah. Yeah, you chipped out for eagle. So I you guys had, both, both remembered it. It's something you're not going to really forget. You know, those are those. Oh, yeah. well, and again, coming. so a long time ago at the par three, you know, when it's then this is kind of what happens when you don't play golf a lot. We, I was playing a par three in the hole number two, 120, uh, 120 yard hole. I aced it. Really? So now I don't know if you guys do this or not, but par threes are hole in ones considered aces. Uh. I, I would consider, but they technically they don't consider. Yes, like, technically they don't. But I'm yeah. taking it that I do have a whole. Well, there you go. <laughs> so I, I will. Before we hop off here, I will say I said this before, but I uh, I also had a hole in one, but of course I was by myself, and it wasn't a par three. <laughs> I had I had witnesses to mine. So so yeah, quick story behind it was is I was supposed to go golfing with a buddy kind of no showed. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go play the executive course. So I just, I had my headphones in and I'm playing and uh, it was t- originally a par four, but they were doing some construction on the tee box. So they moved it up to 160 yard par three. And I hit just probably one of my best eight iron shots of all time. It one hop dropped into the cup and I'm freaking out. Right. Cause I'm by myself looking around, like, did, did someone, anyone see that? Yeah. So then like Where's the I'm, groundskeeper. Did yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I'm, I'm trying to like, think of something like, what can I do so quick? I'm like, I'm going to FaceTime my brother. Right. And I'm going to tell him everything. And I'm like, I'm going to, cause I'm pretty sure I saw it drop. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to face, Hey, I'm, I think I just hit a hole in one. I'm going to walk you up to the, to the cup, see if it's in there. And of course it was in the cup. And I'm like, of all the rounds of golf, golf, I've played all my life. And I've been very close to hitting hole in ones before, but of course I'm by myself and you always see those memes and it's always a hole in one story when you buy yourself for it. But it, so many people are like, Oh, it's, it's a par 320 yards, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, it's still a hole. It's still a hole. So do you mark a birdie if you get a birdie? Right. Right. Yeah, I wrote, you know, like I don't. I wrote get, one I on the scorecard. I still got the ball and the scorecard with it circled as a one, and yeah. I'll never get rid of it, man. Same thing. I got a little frame for it, and I should put it like on there, like, like in like quotations by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's what I always kind of blows my mind. It's like people like always argue that, but it's like if you're going to play a part three, you keep score. There's a scorecard for a reason, and 
But really, yeah. what does it matter? You got the hole in one. Yeah, you know what you doesn't got, believe it or so. doesn't buy it. You're still going home at the end of the day knowing you dropped a- that in a cup. Absolutely. Thank Chris, you. I think I cut you off earlier. I'm sorry. Did you want to hint on some something earlier about, about uh, a hole-in-one story or like a, a story with you hitting an eagle or something? I think I cut you off when you're talking about eagles. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, Alvin had two eagles this year. Um, and then I actually had, I had a ridiculous eagle out at uh, Tabor. It was on a par five. Oh yeah. And that was, I had, you know, I was struggling with my driver earlier in the year. So I put it in my bag and I left it there and I just went three wood. Cause I can hit my three wood anywhere from two forty to two eighty. So, I mean, if it's more accurate, it's better for me to hit that. So we were on a whole 10 out at the Tabor golf course and it's got a dog leg, right? So I hit my three wood off the tee stepped up, hit another three wood, ended up, I don't know, what was it? 75, 80 feet just saw uh, from the pin, just off the edge of the green. And I just stepped up with my, uh, with my putter and I'm like, well, just get it close. And as I hit it, it's just going and Alvin's standing behind the hole and just rolls right in and drops. It was, it was ridiculous. Oh, I bet that, you that's probably my screen. best shot of the year. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't usually get excited for his eagles or anything he does successfully on the park. <laughs> so I just turned around and walked off and went to my ball. Just like that, that, that was a that was a super fun one. And then uh, and then I did eagle the par five again, the one par five on the executive course that we play at um, this year. Got there in two, made a nice eagle. Um, towards the end of our year, in our last couple rounds before our final tournament. Um, there was a couple times I was out there where on some of the par threes, I was within seven, eight inches uh, of, of getting a, getting a hole in one. I just couldn't, I, for whatever reason, I wasn't getting the bounces to go. I was hey, just having to set up for birdies. Wasn't it, wasn't it Ben Hogan who said, uh, if you get a hole in one, it's luck, but if you can put it within two feet of the cup, it's skill. I think that, I think that is Hogan that said that. I think it was Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. So well, hopefully I can continue that going into next year. <laughs> um, so, just, so normally before we, always, before we leave, we always ask uh, our guests um, if you had one last meal or any, any meal that you want before, you, you know, you die, you do not necessarily sound, you know, we're going to die one day, <laughs> but we always, <laughs> we always talk about food some, somewhere or another. And we, we want to know if you had one last meal to, 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 to pick, what would it be? Could be a restaurant meal. Could be like a homemade meal, anything. Go ahead, Chris. I got to think about this one. Hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah. We don't prepare people for this one. Yeah. We kind of put you on the spot. Sorry. Yeah. It's that's that's, uh, to, hey, that's all right. That is a, that is a really tough one. Uh, I, I just, I just go with uh, a good, a good steak and pierogi dinner with, okay. with some cream corn. Is there, is there like a certain place that you would choose? Like, is there like a really good steak place at you guys' steakhouse that you guys? Uh... Okay. I'm going to go the same route. We have a little <laughs> restaurant here called Silver Buckle Bar okay. and Lounge, and they have a $5.50 steak sandwich. Okay. Really? Steak sandwich. Oh, steak. Okay. Yes. It's cheap. So you get a steak, you get a, a piece of toast and you get some fries. That's my last meal from that place right there because because it, it doesn't matter if the, if the steak is good great or poor you paid five bucks for it doesn't matter. buy another one That's there you go. i like that i like that. I, I i'd go homemade with mine and an honorable mention to a little uh a little uh we have a little mexican restaurant a little hidden gem up here it's called the mexican hat okay. they make some terrific authentic mexican food that would be an honorable honorable second for me 
Yeah. yeah. I, I love, I love authentic Mexican food. Um, we appreciate your time. Uh, we'd love to have you back on. Maybe we can catch up on, uh, Maybe mid-season. Mid-season yeah. or something like that for yeah, you guys. Sure. And we can, uh, Maybe we can talk about some hockey as we get further in the playoffs, too. I like well, that, I, too. I won't yeah. talk about my team, obviously, but... <laughs> That's okay. We can talk about the Wild. Yeah, hopefully the Wild are... Uh, well, at least they'll be out in the first round, so it's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get kicked first round. We got Kaprizov, who's a, who's a young yeah, superstar you bet. talent, yep. so we'll see yeah, what he's, happens. Yep. He's but, really good. Yeah. Yeah, we're surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, we have a lot of opinions on hockey, and... Uh, yeah, we could we could we could talk for a long time about that game. For sure. No, we we'll we'll definitely have you on again and we'll talk uh talk more hockey and uh uh fellows it was really great. We really both for me and Chris, we really yeah. appreciate you guys reaching out and having a chat with us. Yeah, thanks yeah, so much. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a blast. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank thanks, you guys. guys.